This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Since October 2019, the topic of the Pacamama cannot be escaped. Just when we thought we'd left it behind, for the new unbelievable moment in the life of the Church of the Day, somehow, like a bad penny, the Pacamama keeps coming back. In October of 2019, on the Feast of St. Francis of Assisi, you may recall that an idol was brought into St. Peter's Basilica and enthroned there. Prior to that, a ritual was performed in the Vatican Gardens that was clearly idolatrous in nature, with the soil being moved and a tree and idol being venerated in front of Francis. Part of that ceremony is captured in an image on your screen, and for those of you listening on an audio-only platform like Spotify or Anchor.fm, or wherever else you may be hearing this, what you see is a man placing soil in a ritual bowl as part of an elaborate act at the event in 2019. Now, on your screen, is the latest iteration of this, from a conference call Pope Francis took part in this past week. On your screen are the Australian delegation to this event, and they participated in a similar ritual where they moved soil from various parts of Australia into one larger bowl. Strange, and certainly not a Catholic practice to say the least. The vestiges of Pacamama remain with us nearly two years later, and this came out practically on the eve of Pentecost. These dirt bowl soil rituals are actually pretty well known in that entire spiritual practice world, if you <laughs> catch my meaning. Now, in fact, Pentecost was the weekend that all manner of nonsense emerged from the institutions purporting to be of the church. So let's take a look of, at a few of them today, and then hopefully by midweek we'll have talked about all of them so we can move on. And remember, the images of the Pacamama and new Pacamama ceremony all the while. Keep those in the back of your mind during this. The act of moving soil in Australia is part of the same reasoning that permitted idolatrous practices in the Vatican Gardens and St. Peter's Basilica to be carried out. Francis himself had a theme for the whole weekend, thinking as a collective about material salvation. The theme in the church over Pentecost weekend from the highest levels of the church was that of material salvation. Odd timing, to be sure, as most people would be focused on the observation of the Feast of the Holy Ghost descending in tongues of fire onto the Christ's followers in the beginning of the Great Commission. But again, what do I know? Perhaps these folks, the material is more important. We all would have to ask them. Now, Francis said, as part of his message, in his own words, no one is saved alone. Either we are saved as a community, or we are not saved. Interesting. Because while certainly in sacred scripture there are examples of whole societies falling under the judgment of God, at the end of the day, when we go to our judgment, we stand alone before our Lord. That's why it's called your particular judgment. Of course, Catholicism isn't a religion for loners. It's not a go-it-alone, me-and-Jesus thing like some other ideas are. But to say that we aren't saved alone? That's interesting. These words were delivered to the Jesuits as part of the Ignatius 500th anniversary, celebrating the 500th anniversary of the founding of the Society of Jesus. But we saw a lot of this sort of thing over the weekend. 
There was an underlying theme of all things green and natural from the hierarchy of the church. On Pentecost Sunday, mind you. Pentecost. For example, Cardinal Togle, whom many have pegged as Francis's likely successor, a queer Pope Francis II, gave the opening benediction and address for the final event on Sunday of Laudato Sea Week. Again, on Pentecost Sunday, they ended the celebration of Laudato Sea Week, at least mostly ended it because it's still going on. Now, for those who might not know, Laudato Sea was Pope Francis's encyclical letter that the forces of the world tripped over themselves to say how much they loved. Yes, the world loved it. Now, our Lord had a few choice things to say about the adulation of the world. And in this case, the world loved that document, and for many, that document was the beginning of the wake-up call for the faithful. That's something that was not exactly normal in the Vatican. On Pentecost of this year, Cardinal Togle led the event, ending the marking of the anniversary of that document. From the Vatican News Service, we get this. The liturgical celebration takes place on Sunday at the General Curia of the Friars Minor in Rome, in the Church of San Damiano in Assisi, partly online and partly in person, marking the conclusion of the Laudato Si Week events. But it was part of a summit of Catholics concerned with the material creation and all that, and it came after the online cultural festival, which was called Songs for Creation, and that took place on Saturday, May 22nd. Again, this is all on or on the Vigil of Pentecost, one of the holiest days of the year in the Catholic Church. Technically speaking, Laudato Sea Week began on Sunday, May 16th, and it actually ends today on the 25th of May. I guess we're doing a novena of days for Laudato Sea and the Pac-Man Mama now. But here is what Laudato Sea Week is about according to the official website for the event. Laudato Sea Week 2021, to be held May 16th to the 25th, will be the crowning of the event of the special Laudato Sea anniversary year, and a celebration of the great progress the whole church has made on its journey to ecological conversion. And that brings me back to what Francis said about at the start of this video. No one is saved alone. Either we are saved as a community, or we are not saved. That is what he meant by those words. He means salvation in a purely material sense. Again, he said this during the run-up to Pentecost. It's a real head-scratcher, to be sure. If they had done this during the secular holy day of obligation in April for the observation of the natural world on Earth Day, or on the secular feast of Rachel Carson, or something like that, it would be a little less remarkable. But as I am hoping the videos I gave you this past weekend demonstrate, Pentecost is kind of a big deal in the church, one which we should spend at least a little time reflecting on the magnificent glory of the Holy Ghost and how it animates and guides the church. But instead we get talk of material salvation. It's just a fitting capstone to the state of things in the Church of the New Advent for our lives in the post-conciliar springtime. Sniff the flowers of that springtime. But Francis and Togley were not alone in all this either. A pastoral letter was released by the bishops of England and Wales as part of this event. It was read at the Mass on Pentecost Sunday. Again, if you can't figure it out yet, I think the timing of this was pretty brazen. And it actually starts out pretty strong, too, to be honest. Most documents from the modernists do, though. Here's the good part of the document. A pastoral letter on the environment prepared by the bishops of England and Wales for use in churches on May 23, 2021, Pentecost Sunday. The solemnity of Pentecost reminds us that everything which exists, every person and the whole of creation, is a gift of God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. God our loving Father creates and continues to give life to the world through his word, Jesus Christ, and the power of his Holy Spirit. The outpouring of the Holy Spirit on the Church, which we celebrate at Pentecost, is not something separate from creation. 
God's revelation of himself in creation is inseparable from the revelation of his love for us in Christ and his desire to live in us through his Holy Spirit. See, on the surface, that doesn't sound so bad, right? I mean, if you dive a little deeper into it, it does raise a couple of eyebrows. But then it does get progressively more and more into adopting the language of the virtues of the world and in the name of all things created in green. And it kind of does this slowly. Now, I can't do a full reading of the document here on YouTube because of just how brazen it gets. But for the audio side of things, I'll try to have a, a second upload for this. And the link to that will be in the show notes today at returntotradition.org. That's returntotradition.org, complete with an embedded audio player, by the way, so you don't have to go anywhere else after that. But the bishops continue with this. God's revelation of himself in creation, God's spirit is always and everywhere the Lord, the giver of life. And the voice of Pentecost is echoed in the voice of, cre of creation, being transformed in the glorious liberty of God's children. In this liberty, as God's children, we call on the spirit to renew the face of the earth. And as his children, we are called, in turn, to use this liberty for the good of creation and for the good of all that brings life. Our world, God's creation, is a precious gift to us. It is our common home entrusted to each generation. But how have we used that glorious liberty? How do we honor this precious gift? Are we really demonstrating love, care, and respect for our common home? That's all I'll read from this document here on YouTube, but I'll say this much. So far it hasn't sounded that bad, right? Well, later they insert the triple B slogan of the effort to apply solvayet coagula to all of civilization, to restart civilization in a big way, in the image and likeness of our betters, of course. Now, if that sounds too vague, then check out the audio version or just read the document for yourself. All of that are listed on the sources blog at returntotradition.org in the posting for today's video. Skip past the Patreon pop-up because there is no paywall needed to access my sources for the story today. But the big takeaway is this. Can somebody please explain to Francis, Togley, the bishops of England and Wales, and everyone else involved in all this laudato sea silliness that it might, that it would profit us nothing to save the entire order of creation and nature, if in the same time we lost our mortal souls? I'd say that I'm optimistic that if the right person explained it to them, they'd listen, but we've tried that many times before. The various better bishops have written ad nauseum to Francis and the rest, trying to refocus the church on the Great Commission, and to no avail. For this all to happen on Pentecost is, again, astonishing, or it would be if I wasn't already so used to this kind of thing by now. Like I said, the full text of the pastoral letter will be on the audio side of things if you want to hear the bishops adopting the language and slogans of Caesar and the Leviathan in the Pentecost message. It's remarkable. It really, truly is. But this all goes back again to Pac-Man Mama in 2019 on the Feast of St. Francis of Assisi. The story of St. Francis is also remarkable. He received a message from our Lord that he was to rebuild the church. His life was one of spreading the gospel far and wide to anyone who would listen. He even vi visited the adversaries of Christendom in his time at great personal risk and preached the gospel to their regent to his face. But what he is remembered for today, well, he's remembered as the patron of the natural world, the patron of Laudato Si. All of that has little to do with St. Francis of Assisi. But he is just another example of the post-conciliar re reworking of various saints to make them more palatable for our soft ears in our age of softness. I doubt he would have been thrilled to be associated with the Pacamama, and I think he'd be appalled at the use of Pentecost to promote this work. But again, what do I know? Let me know your thoughts in the comments, please. Is this all just passe at this point, or should we be vigilant in this octave of Pentecost and on this final day of Laudato Sea Week? 
Again, let me know your thoughts in the comments, and like, subscribe, and hit that bell so you never miss a beat. And as always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.